Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to this week's episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast. This week, I have a good friend on the show. I'm excited to introduce you all to get all up in her business, find out about her career. Um, That's Natalie Scott. Welcome, Natalie. Hey, Jazz. (laughs) Thanks for having me again. No, so I should tell everybody. So this is my second podcast. So some of you might know that, some of you might not. Um, This is my uh second go at like through people's stories but really focusing on career journeys and the first time around I recorded with Natalie and that was probably about oh I'm gonna say maybe two to three even years ago now in terms of that journey um unfortunately you cannot find that episode you're just gonna have to squeeze everything out of this episode but um this is not the first time that we have had a conversation about Natalie's journey um and just had an open discussion around kind of what career looks like um for Natalie and I guess I want to start off with that um Natalie who are you what do you do what do you get up to what is your career (laughs) lovely so yes I am a money mindset and savings coach from London and basically what that is in a nutshell is that I work predominantly with millennials and Gen Z's to kind of help them with their money mindset. So how they feel about money, how they think about it and how they engage with it. A lot of them have scarcity mindset. So my job is to empower them through a series of courses, workshops and consultations to kind of get them out, banish those limiting beliefs and then walk into their pure abundance with money so that they can have a better relationship with money. Because, you know, money makes the world go around. And if we're scared of money, we're kind of putting ourselves at a disservice to receiving and attracting more. So my job is to come in between all that, intervene and really change that, the trajectory of it. I love that. I know off the bat, like... When I look at your content, it's the content that I wish I had, like, even 10 years ago. Like, even when I first got my first overdraft, you know, everyone goes to uni and you got all of the banks there ready to roll out the stuff, right? And when I first started to make those independent financial decisions, um, because I just, like, I was just gone with the wind with it. And I just went with whatever, and it was all very short term. And then once I did that, I buried my head in the sand. Um, And that for me was the beginning of the debt that I'm still clearing off now. Um, And that was the beginning of me creating a blocker mentally. So you mentioned, you know, those those limiting beliefs and things like that holding you back. There was a huge thing holding me back that said, because I had debt, I shouldn't even bother looking at what investing is. Like I shouldn't even be bothered looking at like interest rates on savings accounts because you should just be grateful that you've got a little piece of money to put in a savings account. Right. All of that was just very scarcity mindset. It was fear driven. I didn't like looking at my accounts. I didn't like looking at all of that stuff. And for me, it was my business that kicked me in the butt and got me to sort it out. And it was having a conversation with my accountant where I was just like, I'm amazing at managing money in in my business. But in the, and she was just like, 
was like she challenged me on it she was just like but you're the same person so maybe you're not bad with money jazz exactly like maybe you're not and I was just like oh, I've been lying to myself for a good number of years oh so yeah all of your stuff and we'll, we'll be putting um Natalie's links in the show notes for sure but how how did you even start this work Wow. So if we was to go all the way back to childhood, because anytime I talk about money, I always talk about how it's interlinked with your childhood and upbringing mm-hmm. you had surrounding money. So growing up, come from a two parent household and my two other twin sister, we're very, very close, but very, very different. Mm-hmm. And so growing up, uh, money was always available. But in saying that, I noticed that my dad was a very great saver, but he was a hoarder as well mm-hmm. so in hindsight that turned me into a great saver I'm very really good with money I'm great at saving but it also turned me into a hoarder and I was kind of like when is enough enough like what are you actually saving for and the reason I became a hoarder because I didn't give my money a purpose I didn't give my money a why I was just saving for the sake of saving and I started saving mm-hmm. from very young when I used to get pocket money I started saving it not really spending it and enjoying it and then as I got into adulthood I got my first job I started to see how other people spent their money I was like oh maybe what I'm doing isn't that good because I'm just hoarding money I don't know what I'm saving for so taking that and learning from other people and kind of questioning my um, childhood and with money I started noticing the how people spent money and it wasn't always good you know that Friday theme of you just get paid let's go to the pub first rounds on me now pub culture is very new for me and I would um, just deliberately go just you know fit in etc and see how people would spend their money and I was like oh okay that's not something I want to take away from that I didn't like that but then it was just interesting because obviously I work in the fashion industry seeing how people spent their money every month payday putting yeah. money back into the company not via stocks or shares but by buying clothes and I was like wow a lot of people are buying clothes and money they don't have because they're using buy now pay later schemes um, mm-hmm. they're using their overdraft and they're using credit cards and I said why is this why are we not managing our money well and I think from that I had an um, Instagram page, which is Natalie Scott Empowers, where I was just talking about money. Now, this page started off as an empowerment page, hence the title, Natalie Scott Empowers, right? Yeah. It was just about everything to do with empowerment, not just money. Until one day, I did a post on money. Do not even ask me what the post was, because I don't remember. But that was like the pivotal change. I noticed that everyone was engaging. My engagement went up so big and, I went, and the followers went up as well. And I was like, oh, people like me talking about money. So mm-hmm. I just continued. At this time, wasn't a business, just doing it on the side, enjoying it. And it wasn't until that time, I don't know when it clicked in. I think it was a conversation with my sister, actually. She's like, Natalie, this is a business. Mm-hmm. She had her own business at the time. She's like, this is a business. You need to actually take this seriously. And that's when I did, literally, when last year pandemic right and I've been doing it for a couple of years and okay cool that's it I'm going to turn to a business and I thought okay how am I going to actually do this as a business because it's a business <laughs> but I'm not making money from it like yeah. you just make money from Instagram likes and day. followers and engagement <laughs> listen I can't make money from that and I was just like hmm bearing in mind I still have my job in fashion and I was just like okay cool I know I can turn it into a course I know I can help people with their money mindset because the thing is it wasn't about money it was mindset because mm. when you think of money mindset's your foundation it's like building a house you're not going to build a house on sand it's going to crumble so yeah. with money and how you manage it and how you handle it 
it has to be, your mindset has to be strong. Your mindset has to be abundant. So I was like, okay, cool. How am I going to build this business? And that's when I thought I'm going to do a money mindset course. I was like, okay, but Natalie, how are you going to structure it? Like, how are you going to do this? I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and I'm going to invest in myself and get a coach. Yeah. And I did that. And I worked with this coach for six weeks. And I think two weeks in, I planned out my course and I had to shop it around and I was frightened. I didn't want to put my face out there. I didn't want to start talking about my business and my course. And my, my coach would like message me, she's like, have you done it? I was like, oh my God, no. she's like, have you done it yet? I said, yeah, I've done it. I hadn't done it. She said, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this weekend. And that weekend was so scary, but I put it out there and mm. the responses I got was amazing. And I was so overwhelmed that I wish I'd done it sooner. But again, it's that accountability you need to push. So literally I haven't looked back since that, since yeah. doing calls. And then all these other great opportunities that just, just come my way. It's like a snowball effect. So it's been crazy. And that's how it literally went from a post about finance and saving and no switch banks. I think it was something like that. Switch your bank, get some money. And that just exploded to me just continually speaking about money, finances, saving, mindset, and it graduating to a course. And mm. that's kind of where I was at. And it just, it just, it just happened. And to segue back, actually, because I didn't mention this, I remember we mentioned it in our first um, podcast we did, is that I did mentoring. So while I was always working, I always gave back to the community. I would go to schools, colleges, went back to our school, our college. Like I went to so many different schools and colleges and universities. I went back to my university to talk about money, talk about finance, talk about fashion as well, because that's how I got in. I started talking about fashion. Then I was like, yeah. mm, what if I change this up and talk about money? So I was like, yeah, fashion and finance, fashion and finance. And it just grew to the point where I just stopped talking about fashion. I was just talking about finance. And I was like... That kind of gave me the um, leg up to be okay. See what you've got going over here now on Instagram, turn it into a business. Mm. And then it, that's where I'm at. And it it's just been amazing that it can happen. And that's all about my own mindset, not even money, just my own mindset in regards to who I am as a person, where I'm going, what I know is possible for me and actually doing it. And just knowing that don't worry about how or why or when it's going to happen, but you have to put the first steps in to know that you believe that it's going to happen. And because I believed it, that's why all these things and all these opportunities are coming my way because I've kind of paved the way for it. Mm. So I'm in an exciting position. It's quite exciting and frightening at the same time. Because if it doesn't frighten you, what's the point? What's the point? What are we doing here? <laughs> you know, you need to be frightened so you can be challenged. A hundred percent. And I love that you mentioned that it's about like putting that step forward because me watching your career blossom over the years or watching it evolve, in fact, not even blossom, it's always, mm. Natalie's always thriving, okay? Go to the Instagram and I encourage you to just keep scrolling. Keep scrolling through the feed, okay? She's about that life. She always has been. And I think for you watching your career evolve has always been around you just showing up wholeheartedly wherever it's at. So if it's fashion, that's where I'm showing up wholeheartedly and I'm going to do it in a generous way. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share my life. I'm going to share what I'm learning. I'm going to jump on camera and I'm going to be real with people about what's going on. Be real with people about what I think they should know or I hope that they know or they share with their children or with their friend circle or whatever it is. And it's just authentically led to that. So I 100% get what you mean in terms of what's happening right now is a result of that. It's a result of the consistency and I think that's something that's really important to point out because as you've mentioned, it was fashion, it was fashion and finance, it was finance. 
And a lot of people kind of get bogged down because when people use the word consistency, they take it to mean I need to be doing the exact same thing that I'm doing today in five years. And if I can't do that, then let me not start. But it's consistency in who you are. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I thank God every day for the type of person I am because I don't take no for an answer. And if I get a no, I'm going to get a yes from somewhere else. Mm. I don't like to back down. And I like a challenge. I actually like a challenge. Like every time I've been interviewed for anything, they always ask me, so what do you ask? Give me a challenge. What can I do next? Because that keeps me growing. If you're in a place where you're comfortable, you're going to work, you've got your nine to five, you're on a desk, you're just literally just like going through life like that. For me, that's boring. But you know, Someone's got to do it. And if you enjoy that and you love routine, great. Me, I like a bit of change. I like you to throw me a curveball here and there. I like two days to not be the same. And I'm privileged I'm in a position where I'm still doing fashion because I do love it. Mm. But finance is calling my name, you know, and I don't know what God has in store for me, but whatever it is, I'm there. Yeah. And it's, it's nice that I'm in that position where I'm doing both and I'm enjoying both. And there may come a time where fashion simply falls off because mm. I'm getting more joy from finance but we shall wait and see which one yeah. what happens and I'm, I'm open to all of those possibilities yeah and I love that you brought that up because I think that's one thing that we have in common is that we are not the people with a business that have set up the business to run away from our day jobs because we're actually fulfilled by our day jobs, not 100% because that's why our businesses exist. We know we've got a vocation, a mission and an impact to make outside of what that industry is. But I think it's so important to, to note because there's so much stigma around having our careers in this way, running our businesses in this way. Um, and it's so interesting because I've got a friend, her name's uh, Abadesi. She runs an organization called Hustle Crew, an organization I work for, I contract under. Um, and she's been doing, especially this year, been doing a lot of talks, just sharing how she's grown her side hustle to six figures while being a vice president of diversity and inclusion. She loves both. Yeah. She didn't let like, the full-time career isn't tapping the potential. You know, there are people that work full-time in their business that haven't hit six figures. And I remember when I started out, you know, this is in this is in the this is in the world when we could see each other face to face, and people would say to my face, "Your business is not going to grow until you focus on it 100." percent And I was just like, first of all, focus and hours allocated are two different things. And second of all, what I can achieve or what you can do. But that was such a firmly held belief, and it was a part of a lot of the machine that I think holds a lot of people back from becoming entrepreneurs because they're led to believe that I can't do both. Or if I do both, I have to explain it. I have to hide it, right? I can't put my face in front of my business if I'm doing it as a side hustle because people will think I'm less focused in my job as a lawyer or an accountant or a consultant or whatever over there or this and that. And I love that the stigma is getting lifted and there's more exemplars of people to say, I like both, you know. My employer is not evil. What I do in my day job is calm. and I'm still going for my still go for my promotion I'm lining up my next promotion in my day job yeah so it's not like I dialed down the ambition over there to compromise the ambition over one other side if that makes sense um but I think it was so yeah it's just so refreshing for me in a biased way to hear someone else be like I'm still doing this I'm open to it 
and I'm just going to define it for myself as it goes along. And I think that's important because I think maybe five to 10 years ago, it was seen that if you've got a business, you need to put everything into that. You need Mm -hmm. to quit your day job and focus on that. And some people still believe that because I've seen it around where people are just quitting their job Mm -hmm. and they're going full throttle into their business and nothing is wrong with that. But with me, if I was to do that, and if anyone wants to do that, have a backup plan, have some money, really? have your emergency fund and get really prepared because you never know. Mm-hmm. Even myself, I love my job, but it might come to a point where I'm looking at my emergency fund. It's growing. Mm-hmm. I really, really enjoy my business. And I'm seeing that my business might be able to kick off a bit quicker and better if I mm-hmm. leave my full time job. Mm-hmm. I can do that because I've got money to back me. And that's the thing. It's about belief as well. If you know you're in a job that you love, but you love your side business, let's not quit a side business, your business, you like your business a bit more, then okay, you can do that. And if you want to do that, prepare for it. Nothing is wrong with that. But for me, I love my job. (laughs) And not a lot of people can say that. You know what I mean? Not a lot of people can say that. And I always say, if you're in a position where you're in a job that you love it, I always say your nine to five is your investor. Mm. And that's the beauty of having a nine to five. It gives you options. And yeah. you more than one income coming in. So that's good as well. You get paid more than once a month, more than twice a year. I'm sorry, more than 12 times a year. And that's what I enjoy. Yeah. It's fun. It's exciting. Yeah, 100%. I would agree with that because I think for me, 2021 has looked like hiring help in my business. I'm literally sitting down doing my day job while somebody's emailing me to say that's done first draft. So that is done. I've gotten back to this person with this. And I never would have considered that before until I'd seen it modelled. Till I've seen what growing your business looks like without you throwing more hours into it. Exactly, exactly that. And I'm in the beginning stages. So at the the moment, it is very much just me, Mm. very much. And maybe because of the type of business I'm in, it's more service-based, et cetera. But that's not to say when it gets to that point of growth, definitely hiring help. I'm not afraid to ask for help. And that's Mm. another thing. When you know your business has gotten to a certain point, do not be afraid to ask for help. Because if you're going to try and do everything as a one-man band and hold that as a badge of honour, mm-hmm. you will fall down loads of times. And I don't know if you'll be able to get up all the time. Yeah. So me, I'm happy to ask for help because I, will I can't do it on my own. There's so many times. And especially, it's so interesting we're having this conversation because for me, the help that I've needed has been around money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember having a conversation where... Um, had a conversation with Monzo about doing a talk. They were like, awesome, send me over your rates. And I literally was just like, I have a rate. Is that what my rate should be? What? <laughs> and then, you know, I remember that I had a friend who I um, followed on Instagram who had recently posted that she'd just done a talk for Esther. And I was just like, all right, let me slide in her DMs. Also, she is a consultant. So I slid in her DMs on the tip of, please advise what an hour of your time would be for, because... I'm coming to pick your break. That's that's kind of what I'm coming to do in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sharing this with you all transparently in it because sometimes sometimes you genuinely just need to get the answers from somebody. And even if that's not their business, please take a moment to offer them a little, please advise what your rate would be because I'd love your advice or I'd love your on that. You know what I mean? You know when you're coming to pick brains and when you're just coming to have a coffee chat. Um, yeah. And for me, it was, I need to know what you charge what you advise I charge, what the baseline is. And I also need to know this as a fellow black woman. Okay. And trying to be undervalued out here in these streets. 
you know, and she replied back and she just replied back so openly. Um, she even added extra layers where she was just like, if they push back on this, then frame it as that. And, you know, if they're interested in not a talk, but something different, then do that. And I was just like, this is invaluable. And I would have sat on my desk and done Google if my pride was in my chest. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have done Google and I would have come away with something wild and something not mm. relevant. And I was like, you are further in the game on this side of stuff. I'm not going to pretend that. I'm going to give you your flowers and I'm going to let you know I'm watching you and you're inspiring me in this space. And I've got my first step into the space mm-hmm. and I need you to, to cast the light. <laughs> I think that is space. so important, Jazz. You know why I say that? Because I've had people offer me paid gigs in the beginning of mm. my career and I was like oh my god how much do I charge etc etc et <laughs> and I know I priced myself low yeah I know I priced myself low because I just didn't know better but you mm. see when you know better when they ask you for your rates now it hits differently I and what's beautiful is that I sometimes in the beginning I did things for free mm. and sometimes I did things for very low pay but when I did it they've all come back this year yeah. they've all come back and I've said I can do this but I need to send you my revised rates right yeah and then when I told them the revised rates they were fine with it because they probably thought yeah girl we knew you were charging too low but we know mm. we're not gonna say yeah, oh, that's a bit low, yeah. they're going to accept it and that's the thing like you have to know within a person within yourself what's a good rate what you're willing to accept and what you're not mm. you need to know what your bare minimum is and it's up to you to say whether it's not for someone that doesn't know you to tell yeah. you what they're going to offer you. And I think that's very important and not being afraid to ask. I've had a lot of people and businesses come to me that I've never met before and they want me to do stuff for them. And I've noticed in the conversation in the email, nothing's been talked about rates. And I'm just mm. like, hmm, mm. interested. And now I know how to respond. I was about to say, because it's, oh, growing into a space where I reply back and say, I'm very excited about this. This sounds great. It's definitely something I can do. What's your budget? What was the learning? I mean, that took from me being copied in on other people's emails, negotiating on my behalf to see, oh, I can ask this question off the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that's the learning, you know, all of this is all part of money mindset as well. And, um, the work that we do on that side because even though we say it as this is a matter of practice right now for us this is the standard there was a point I'd be psyching myself up to hit send on that email mm. there would be times where we'll have a whole conversation for a whole 30 minutes discussing the whole talk and all now I don't know whether you've got a budget right you know what I mean there's those moments and again we're both saying it as people who community is important to us right so it's not every day that we're going to be charging Mm -hmm. it's not for every organization there are relationships there are long-term mission focused projects that we lend our time and our expertise to um so please don't get this wrong to think that we ain't doing anything for it we're not cardi b out here in it do you know what i mean well we're not cardi b all the time we're occasionally (laughs) about that money about that coin where's the check yeah um but it's literally that. And for me, any time that I ask that question, it's it's my way of respecting my existing clients. Absolutely. And I, I say that too. That. It's People very true. That. I've got a whole human over here paying to work with me one-to-one and you want the same amount of my time or more for free. No. 
No. And I think even a lot of times you'll get emails that will say, oh, we only need you for 20 minutes or we only need you for uh, 25 minutes, 30 minutes, but mm-hmm. we need you to stay behind to listen to all the other panellists and then yeah. ask them questions. Okay, so how long do you actually need me for? Because that's what I'm charging for. I'm not charging for 20, yeah. 30 minutes. So it's just little things like that. And obviously they've got to protect their business and they've got to look at their own budget. So obviously when you do get an email like that, I don't take it personally. I just say, okay, no. you're, you're doing what you can. And maybe you've sent this email to quite a few people and people have responded, but yeah, that's fine. But I've noticed in the email, budget hasn't been mentioned, rate hasn't been mentioned. So for a due, a due diligence and for a duty upon myself, I have to reply to that email. What's your budget? Unfortunately, I have clients that do pay for this content. I can't do this for free. Would you Mm -hmm. like my rates? You have to do that because if you don't and you end up doing things for free, you're not really growing. Yeah. Yeah. When does it stop? When do you start actually charging people for your time? Because like you said, we've got clients that will charge a lot of money to sit down with us for an hour of our time one-to-one consultations and then you've got some people that would love for you to do it for free and not everything I will do for free I'll just turn it down if that's the case yeah and a lot of the time what people need to understand what they see on Instagram I do so many things with things for free but I don't shout about it I just get on and do it yeah I have to say I'm doing this for free I'm doing here are my pro bono clients this quarter nah no you don't have to do that you just work in silence it's always about the impact. And I have some people that are in the same industry as me. They're like, oh my gosh, how did you get that gig with so-and-so? I said, you know what? I did this one for free. Mm. What? You didn't You didn't ask for money? It's been not for this one. Because the impact on the community was greater mm. than what I could charge. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you have to do that. And I'm a firm believer of karma and doing good and it coming back to you. I know by me doing this, the impact I'm having on these, on the community and the fact that they're paying a lot less because I'm not yeah. charging them. That means, that rings volumes to me than taking a check for something. Yeah. But then next time around, I may charge this time because mm. I'm giving back. So it's all about picking what you want to charge for and what you don't want to charge for. And that's down to you. And you yeah. should be the only person that can make that decision. No one else should yeah. make that for you. 100%. 100%. Value. The value. It's just having that question of value because, and I think this is the thing for anybody who's in this space of, oh, I should probably start charging for certain things. How do I do it? Asking that question, you may be scared that that becomes the end of the dialogue, but quite often that's the beginning. So even if they come back and say there isn't a budget there or this is what my budget is, that's when you're able to collaborate with that organization, that client or individual to say, what could you offer instead? How could we work together instead? How about I, you know, well, I've got a worksheet for this, which I give away for free when people join my mailing list. Do you want to just pop that link in as a resource to all of your conference Mm -hmm. attendees? I'm fine for you to do that because it's still a high quality resource. But again, it's something that's already out there around my free content. Here's my podcast. Here's my blog post. Here's my guidebook. That's relatively inexpensive. That would sit within your budget. So if you wanted me to create access codes for 20 people to get it or, you know, something like that, then we can do that. Or even I did did a speaking engagement the other day and they said we can't reach that budget, but here's what we could reach to. I said, you know what? That's absolutely fine. Can you you know, I'd love to ask for you to just donate that. There's a few causes that are close to my heart. Donate it to any of those on my behalf. Love that. 
right? Because for them, and we went back and forth because they were just like, no, we want to pay, you want to value your time. And I was just like, no, it's okay. <laughs> it's like, no, it's that. okay. It's a cause. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, you know, it's something that I'm, I'm happy to do and sow the seed elsewhere, right? So mm-hmm. it's sowing that seed. Um, and I think it's something that I'm really passionate about people realizing, especially when they attend things, just because it's free doesn't mean that people, that there isn't a cost, there isn't a value exchange taking place. Um, because I think for us, and we take for granted because we've been, the past year we've been saturated with webinars and workshops and here's the book, here's the mini course, here's that, yeah. that we forget that somebody somewhere is trying to make a living off this expertise and it's been hard won yeah. for 25 years. So for you to expect it for free, just because the person next to them is doing it for free. Again, we don't live in each other's pockets, right? I know plenty of businesses that are able to do things inexpensively to the regular Joe on the street because they're charging mega rates to corporate clients. They've got another arm of their business which funds this side, do you know what I mean? So it's still a matter of value, but it's just let's think of let's think a bit bigger when we think about that. And especially, you know, the time we're recording is International Women's Month. And just talking about what it means. And somebody put on Instagram where they were just like, um, so should we have a moment of silence for all the women who refuse to pay other women? How many women are in HR departments not finding that budget, but finding that mm. budget for other stuff? And I was just like, oh, okay. Is that what you're taking us today? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, wakes but, up, wakes everybody up. Yeah, how you each other? Like, I'm speaking to people, look, I've got a friend who started a candle business. She gave me candle. I said, as soon as you pop up that website, I'm placing an order. Got a friend making cake. I said, look, I'm in, and it doesn't always need to be money because I guarantee you both of these people I'm describing wouldn't accept my cash. But it's, I'm going to pop some flowers in the post. I'm going to value you. You spent the whole afternoon baking a wicked cake for me or, you know, crafting a special fragrance for me and stuff like that. I'm going to place value on what you're doing here because when I opened that, when I tasted it, when I lit the, the candle, that brought something into my space. Do you know what I mean? And it's and it's that. And I want to see more of that. Like I want to see more of us. And not just women, right? Anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody. Take the moment to give people their flowers. No, I wholeheartedly agree with that. There's other ways to um, say thank you and to show your appreciation to others. Mm. It's the little things. It's definitely the little things. Yeah, it's literally that. Woo. So, your career. What's it teaching you right now? Wow. It's teaching me a lot. And um, I've been thinking about this question, actually, because a lot of things are happening at work and it's given me a lot of food for thought on my next steps I think what work is really teaching me is that I need to take more of a chance for myself mm. because I hate and I'm going to use the word hate um I really hate leaving my opportunities my progression in other people's hands mm. I like to take control of my own destiny as corny as that sounds I really do because I always say this and this stems back from back in university when we had to do group work yeah. I work well with people I do but you know sometimes you find you're carrying people because they can't be bothered to do the work 
Mm-hmm. And then we all get grade A because Natalie wants a grade A for herself. So you're going to get a grade A just because of who I am, right? Yeah. And that's because me, I know who I am. I know the kind of person I am and the power that I hold. So when I put that in the hands of someone else to tell me whether I'm going to get a pay rise, whether I'm going to get a promotion, I don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me. Of course, we love it when we do get those pay rises and we do mm. get those promotions. But when you have to question it, I don't like that because I know what I'm worth. So work is teaching me right now It's teaching and reminding me of my purpose, of why I'm doing what I'm doing in Mm. regards to the business. It's teaching me that, Natalie, you could actually do this. It's teaching me I don't have to rely on somebody else who doesn't see my vision. Mm. And it's weird because, um, again, I don't hide the fact of what I do outside of my nine to five and then very much aware of it. And it's, it has brought some great opportunities with work because mm. I work for a global company. So it's brought in very, very good opportunities, but it's a lot of me having to like fight through that and talk to, talk to different people, the wider business to get those opportunities, like not directly going from my manager, going yeah. through other people. And, and it's been fine. And just letting my manager know, so she's not blindsided of yeah. what I'm doing. And she's happy with that, but it's definitely teaching me that, of all these opportunities that have come my way inside work and inside my business, it's been me. Mm. And I want people to know that you cannot rely on anyone else to get where you want to be, whether it's pay rise, promotion, opportunities that you may see, you have to really go for that. Like I'm taking on opportunities at work that I don't want to do. Like I'm a confident person. Mm. Don't get it twisted. I'm very confident, but I can be very shy when it comes to like interviewing people. And you know, like I love to be the interviewee. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm the interviewer, I'm like, oh, okay, this is different. But you know what? I'm taking myself out of my comfort zone and I'm putting myself in situations at work where I'm interviewing people. Mm. And that's nothing to do with my job. Yeah. But I'm putting myself in that space where you know what, Nat, do it. Because I see where this could go because I'm not just making connections with work. I'm making connections with the wider business because you yeah. just don't know opportunities can come out of anything. So what I'm learning with work, take every opportunity that you can physically do. Mm. Luckily, I am an organized person. I time block my day, everything. I'm kind of really organized like that. So if it can fit into my domain, I'm going to do it because I see the opportunities in it. And my manager will say stuff. I didn't know you was doing this. Oh, I got a message from this person. Oh my God, Matt, this is amazing. Yeah, because I'm not going to wait for you to offer me that opportunity. (laughs) I can see the opportunities there. So I'm going to ask if I can do it and they're going to confirm with you to see if I can. And it's all good. So it's about taking initiative. And I feel like we don't do that enough. Mm. And even like the younger generation, like the Gen Zs, like all my cousins, the younger cousins, all the Gen Zs, They've left uni, they haven't got a job, you know, the kind of situation we're in right now, the current climate. And I say to them, don't wait for a job to come. What can you be doing now? What can you create now? Don't wait for a door to open. You can open your own door. Mm. And I think it's that spoon-fed society. Like when you go to uni, there's no spoon-feeding. It teaches you that from the beginning. There's no spoon-feeding. So Mm. why do you not carry that forth once you've left? Don't yeah. wait for a job. I know people that have been applying, applying, rejection, rejection. What are you good at? What can you do? Because you just don't know the way your life will go out. And I'm all about opportunities. I'm going to keep on taking every opportunity that comes my way 
until I'm meant to be where I'm meant to be and I still don't know where that is yeah but I'm on the journey and I'm enjoying yeah. it so yeah opportunity definitely opportunity 100% and even when you were saying that I was just like yeah Natalie's out here just harvesting these challenges and just networking and I think people don't realize that I think people don't realize enough how I don't know I think especially when you run a business outside your day job you can automatically go towards thinking nobody here cares about it but then you forget that the people you work with are still humans in the same way that the clients that you work with are humans yeah but the other day I had a colleague who um, might be listening to this episode who reached out and said love the new podcast and I was just like oh, I was really bad at telling you guys that this was out <laughs> and I was just like oh my gosh it means a lot that you actually took time out to listen to my yeah, podcast yeah. do you know what I mean and you know people are actually being impacted by it but you know it's so easy for us to forget our immediate circle when it comes to the things that we're doing or the conversations that we could be having that are a little bit closer to home you know my organization we've we did it even before um sort of lockdown remote working because we're an international company but we've got this thing called donut where you're randomly paired with someone else who stepped up to say they just want to meet different people across the organization how many times do we do that thing and then we just edit ourselves like we edit ourselves and I don't do that anymore because also I'm I'm the same person everywhere so when I have my donut they're like how's business going I'm just like yeah it's very good I got webinar at the end of this week blah 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 blah. but there's still so many of us that don't realize how wonderful it is and how open how it makes it easy for opportunities to find you as well if you're open in that way um and also kind of going back to what you said around your manager like just make it easy for your manager to say yes yeah like through how you show up how you get the job done like work in a way that reduces any sort of doubt any sort of um preconception any sort of stress right that's it be respectful communicate openly all of that good stuff because the bottom line is you're making your manager your manager look amazing like, oh, of course oh she's yeah she's just super star. yeah how did you yeah, what did, what's her role? Because I met her through a workshop. So what's she doing? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, she's great. And it's like, they get the beam with pride in those conversations. Exactly. And it's like, great, then I'm doing my job for you as well. And I'm going to, I'm just going to crack on over here. 100%. And something you said about um, just sharing stuff that you do, I think that's important as well, because that's something I've started to do with work. Just like letting them know mm-hmm. that, hey, I've got this finance blog and I've got this, page on Instagram if you want to follow mm. and they do follow and a lot of times before I even share anything because I'm always sharing stuff at work just send a little email they're always telling me oh yeah I saw your your I listened to your like your BBC interview I was like oh I'll just like to send an email to share that to everybody that like, no, was really really good and sometimes I share it and I may not get a response Mm. they're responding in their head and they're taking the time and they're, they're listening to it and they come back to me and mm. that's another thing there's always someone watching even when you have a bad day and you feel like no one cares why am I doing this you're going to get that dm you're going to get that email you're going to get a response and you're just like oh yeah like from someone you don't know someone you don't follow back I was about to say it's when you get on a call and it's like how did you find me oh you work with my friend blah 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 and I'm just like it's lovely, isn't it? It's showing up. That's like what happens when you show up. You make yourself apparent. You make yourself known. And not just yourself, right? Because we're not talking about ego here. We're talking about like 
this is me with my open hand saying, this is what I'm doing. I'm hosting this space. I'm supporting this project. I'm working with these young people. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. It's like letting people know who you help and why and how, how they can be involved, how they can support. Do you know what I mean? It's not just like, look at me, I'm Natalie. Just look at me for the sake of looking at me. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I've been about this life. This is something that I'm doing. I'd love for you to share it with your own networks because 100%. it's designed to help. It's designed to be impactful and to empower people. Yeah. That's what I'm about. <laughs> I'm very excited about everything, what your career is teaching you, what's going on in terms of your business and how you work with people. So I'd love to just invite you to just share with the listeners, how can how can they connect with you, stay tuned to your journey, find out about working with you, all of that good stuff. Lovely. So I'm always on Instagram. That's like my favorite um, social platform to connect with on Natalie Scott and Powers. So catch me there, drop me a DM. And I've got a website, um, which is natalyscottempowers.com. And on there, oh my gosh, full of resources. Um, I've got like a little shop there where you can level up your credit score, level up your child savings and all great, great stuff. Oh, and I've also published a little mini book. It's like a little mini savers guide um, on Amazon. So check that out. It helps you discover differences between your lizers, your eyesers, all that good stuff. And yeah, to connect with me, I offer one-to-one consultations just to help you level up in areas of saving strategies and investment. And then I have the beauty that is the course, the money mindset course. If you feel like you're struggling with your money mindset, you haven't really dealt with the childhood trauma in regards to money, then this course is for you. And I really, really, really love this course because even for myself, who is quite, you know, in strength of a money mindset, I even go through looking at it myself just so I can always be reminded of where I am and where I'm going. So yeah, that's like my favorite, favorite course that I do. And that's like my baby. So yeah, if you're interested in any of those, then just DM me and you can sign up to the money newsletter that I send out every week you can just jump on the website and it'll pop up for you where you just get little news bits every Friday morning about money mindset and saving so yeah that is me love it in my head I'm just like oh all these resources because for me I'm just like I didn't know about the book and then all of this will be linked in the show notes for you all to check out and just start this exploration um yeah so thank you so much for sharing your journey with us Natalie No, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. listening to this week's episode of the phenomenal career podcast where you hear the how why and what it takes to build a career that stands out don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think i'd love to hear from you did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the career clubhouse you can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops check the links in the show notes for more info As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.